We are Witchy Bites. We are. We are. We're a new podcast. Um, we just decided that we wanted to do it and... Yeah, get involved and get so, our voices out there. I'm Liz. And I'm Hannah. And we are based in Tasmania, Australia. We're just here to have some fun, but we do have a bit of a disclaimer. Starting out on the right foot. We are, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> okay, we're not doctors. We're not psychologists. And the only degree we both hold is in librarianship. Please take this into consideration when listening to our podcast. We do not take responsibility for any of the choices that you make after listening to this podcast. This is purely for entertainment purposes only. And as Tasmanians, we don't have two heads. That's really important. That's the most important part of this disclaimer. I think so, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I guess what we want to talk a little bit about in our first podcast is um, a little bit about our personal practice and our aspirations in terms of this podcast, because we've had a little discussion, but I think we're going to nut it out here and now. Yeah, we've had a few discussions. Hannah, how do you, what do you want from this podcast? I suppose it's a pro, for me personally, it's a project that I want to do because I want to become, I suppose, more involved in my practice as a witch. It's something that as I've gotten a bit older, it's, it's still really important to me, but you know, life and responsibilities of meant that it's ebbed and flowed I sometimes I've been really involved other times I haven't been able to do as much as I want to so one of my main things for the podcast is it will be motivation and a, a bit of a what do you how do you say it like a people will know that I, I'm putting my name out there yes I'm doing this and I'll just have to do stuff accountability for me accountability is a big thing so that's my personal aspiration around at least one of them around this podcast is to make me accountable for actually doing things. <laughs> <laughs> it can lead to a lot of other things, but yeah, just it's it's personal accountability. Yeah, I love that. I've put it out there, so now too bad, Hannah. You have to do stuff because people will one day be listening. Yeah, it might just be my mum, as we've discussed. Yeah, <laughs> for a first few episodes. Hi, Hannah's mummy. Hi, mummy. <laughs> we dedicate this first episode to you because I'm sure you'll be the only one who listens. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Apologies if you're listening to this in like a year's time. We've got this huge fan base. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream, isn't it? Yeah. There's our aspiration. Fan base. Fan base in, in the way that, you know, wanting to connect to people. Yeah. Not just, not just having fans, but actually having a community. Um, I think, yeah, like that sense of community is really important. And like in Tasmania, there is a, there is a pagan community. It's quite small. Um, and we're quite an eclectic, varied bunch, which is very exciting. Um, I think the thing that I most want out of this podcast is just to really think about my practice and what it is and, and to share that with people. And I guess also I am really interested in what other people's practices are and how they practice. Like if your practice is simply going to the beach and sitting on the sand and connecting with the water and the earth, then that's great. I want to hear about that. Yeah. So, you know, and if yours is all elaborate ritual, high degree, 
higher degree. High magic. High magic. <laughs> um, I want to hear about that too. I want to hear yeah. about everything. I want to know about your personal stories as well. So that's kind of my hope with this podcast. Mm. Community and accountability. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how we go with it. <laughs> <laughs> and Hanny, what about your your history um, as a witch? Have you always identified as a witch? I have not. That is definitely true. I have thought about this a lot and have not written any notes. So let's see if I remember anything I've thought about. (laughs) Um, I suppose to start at the beginning, um, I've spirituality and different aspects around that have been quite a normal part of my life, even growing up. Uh, My mum has fond memories of me sitting up in bed as a tiny child and talking to fairies that I could see, which she likes to remind me of often. Um, So, especially with my mum, it's always been quite a normal, natural thing. We talk about ghosts and spirits often. I see things really regularly. I have experiences quite regularly. And... It was never something that was difficult or unacceptable within my immediate family, but it was also something I never really talked about outside of that and something that I'd never really had a name for until I remember I was in grade 11 or 12 for other countries. That is fifth or sixth form, senior year kind of thing junior high school yeah sorry sorry any u.s listeners (laughs) in the distant future if you're listening to this so i was you know 17 or 18 i'll say that oh still at school senior high school yeah yeah senior yeah i think it's senior um anyway 17 or 18 i was doing i was at a catholic college and they we had to study religion like it was a subject that we had to study And we were set an assignment that I can't really remember exactly what the question was, but we could choose a religion to look into and to write about. And I chose witchcraft because I found a book on it in the public library. Oh, and now you're a librarian. Yes, now I'm a librarian. Surprise! Surprise! Um, And I think my mum bought a copy of that book, like, just recently, like, last year which is really interesting and she now has it on her shelf it was about celtic witchcraft i think was how they phrased it celtic witchcraft who was the author do you remember no (laughs) i can look at it it was the blue book no it wasn't (laughs) it was a white book it was a white book it was a white book with like a thing on the front this size and half an a4 sheet where is it in the library yeah you can totally tell me now can't you (laughs) There'll be librarian jokes. Oh my god, Apologies, we're sorry. Oh, it's going to get bad if I start doing cataloging jokes. We'll edit those out. We're going to have to. <laughs> um, so I found this book in the public library and I thought, about, like, I had this project to do and so I read the book and was just interested in it since then. So that means it's been 18 years now. Oh god, that's terrifying. It was a while ago. No, it can't quite be that long. 16 years? Something like that. Yeah. There will also be terrible maths in this podcast. Again, <laughs> apologies. Bad jokes, terrible maths. Anyway. <laughs> we're winning at this. <laughs> oh, we're doing so well. 
It's only 9.30 and this is already past my bedtime, so you can tell we are working women. Um, <laughs> nine to five is... So that was basically how I started out. Um, since then, ebbed and flowed. We've had a few coven groups together, yeah, which has been my main involvement in the community side of it here. Oh my god, the fact that we met on Life Journal through um, was it through witchy stuff and anime and anime, yeah. <laughs> and then we met in real life, and we didn't know who that the other one that we knew the other person. We were working together. Yes, before we figured it out, Liz figured it out. I did not. <laughs> She came up to me and said, are you this person on Live Journal? I was like, yeah, are you this person? Ah, that sounds so stalkerish. It's like, are you this person on Live Journal? Well, considering, you know, I had up that I was from Tasmania or even Hobart because we did that then because you didn't know it was a bad thing. And there probably was only half a dozen people on there from Hobart at that time. So it wouldn't yeah. have been too hard to figure out. We're so old. We are really old. <laughs> Will we relate to the younger generation in this podcast? Who oh, knows? God, probably not. But that's okay. You guys can tell us how old we are. Yeah. And that our jokes about libraries are not hip. We will not be insulted. <laughs> and that we're not funny. It won't stop me though. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think you're funny. Ah, uh, love. Yeah. So I suppose that was how I started and... Yeah, the thing for me about my like personal practice, it's really eclectic. But it's been the times that I have had like the most interesting experiences through my like witchcraft practice has been with this person sitting right across from me. Oh, same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. We've done some cool stuff. Yeah, so it's been there have been times when I haven't done as much as I have wanted to, and there've been times when I've been really involved with community and and my practice and things like that but yeah I suppose it comes back to my intentions with the podcast in accountability and and wanting to be forced to do things (laughs) because someone's watching even if it is only my mother (laughs) people will know (laughs) and you know that I have too many insane organizational skills when it comes to wanting to do stuff so it's going to happen she does the organizing I I can't help it and, and and Seaweed shit and laugh. They'll also be swearing. Yes. Yeah. If you have an issue with swearing, then uh, this may not be the podcast for you. And swearing. Uh, okay. Please stand. My turn. Um, so I guess <laughs> if we're going to go right back, um, I uh, was also raised in a Christian family. Um, my dad is a lay preacher, um, as was his father. Um, and so was his father. So, you know, it's, my family is quite religious. I, so I am a little bit of the, um, uh, eccentric, unusual person in my family, I guess. Um, I like the word quirky. Quirky? I like quirky too. I I hear that tattooed on me somewhere. Quirky. Quirky witch. Quirky witch. Quirky witch. (laughs) No, there's a podcast name. Oh yeah. We're quirky witches. (laughs) From that quirky little island. Yeah, one of the loveliest islands. Mm. Um, so, uh, so you know, so I I was raised in that environment, but I never felt like I belonged, and I think that's probably quite a a strong feeling that many people that end up in paganism feel. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
I think like I still remember sitting in in church and like um, we used to get prizes as kids and they used to be like stamps. Did you have all stickers and they had like little Bible quotes on them? Did you ever have that? No. No. My my Catholic upbringing had. I was raised Catholic, but um, my mother was quite spiritual, for want of a better word. So our our church is, was part of our school where I went to school, primary school. A bit more mainstream than that. Oh, okay. Well, I used to choose all the animal stickers. Like that was my. I would have too. Yeah, I was like cats. I had it. Yep. Butterflies was my second next bit. Um, so you know the animal things. Crazy Always animal cats. lady. <laughs> Always cats. Um, so you know, so that that kind of. Uh, probably started things for me. I wasn't one of those kids that ever, you know, chatted with fairies or mm. you hear about like lots of kids that like mix potions with like flowers and stuff. I wasn't one of those kids either. I didn't like getting my hands dirty. So that, definitely you, that part that. wasn't me. <laughs> I had a weird dirt aversion as a uh, child. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so not mixing potions in the bottom no. of the garden with the fairies? No, no. I just wanted to see them. Fair enough. Um, my family do also have some like, uh, ethereal sort of spirituality in that they believe in visits from angels. Um, there's stories in my family where they've had visit from angels. So that's really intriguing. That's a cool bit of history I didn't know. I've never shared that with you. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, another episode. Definitely definitely another episode. Mm. Um, so when I was about... 13, 14, I started to really question what I believed and I knew it was going to be a nature religion. Um, so I looked into, essentially I got onto the search engine, which was not Google at the time. And I, um, and so I just typed in nature religion and witchcraft came up and I was like, Oh my God, no, that's evil. I ain't touching that. So I kept searching and I stumbled across Wicca, um, Taoism. Ah, yeah, so I started oh. looking really heavily into both of those and then mm. I decided to go down the wicker path. So okay. yeah, that's yeah. where I started and that's not where I am now. But um, yeah, mm. now I'm really into my localized practice based on the environment. Um, for me, that really centered when I was living in Japan. Yes. Really yeah. felt mm. the natural environment. And when I came back, that was it. I was hooked into mm. the space. So um, and it's been that way since. That's been a little while for you now, hasn't it? A few years. I returned 2011. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's yeah. my practice now is just my local environment, essentially. And then what I do with other people. Yeah. I suppose for, for me, again, going back to the podcast, I would like to be more centred on, on what I want to do now because there's still a few areas I'd like to explore. Mm-hmm. But I think... I'm also really interested in where I live and I feel a closer connection to the the land and the space that I live on. Liz lives out of the city a bit more. I live in suburbia. So sometimes I find it more, more difficult to connect to the land in a sort of... You want it to be more natural in inverted commas and there's less undeveloped places and spaces where I live but still the bush there's a nature reserve a five and one minute walk from my house there are some unsavory types that go up there but generally you know it's a safe space I could go there more and I feel I should 
so but I suppose my point is I'd I'd like again the podcast to be a vehicle for exploring the things that I'm interested in now and settling on something more as you have with what I want to do now I have still have quite a strong interest in high magic mm-hmm. and magic in a more ceremonial golden dawn mm. Alistair Crowley kind of way I don't know if that will become part of what I want to do but the concepts and the structures are interesting mm, it'll be interesting to see what you find out and whether it resonates with you yeah I yeah I don't know if it will now as much as I thought it because I've been interested in you know for quite a while but I don't know if that would be something that I would carry through and want to do as a worship kind of thing. I feel that that's more working, like a mm-hmm. magical working, whereas what I believe in and what I feel connected to spiritually is the earth religions, I suppose, like, yeah, paganism or witchcraft or something like that, more so than I'm doing the things in this high magic environment because i believe that this is how things work Mm -hmm. it's more like this is a a a spell to do something or this is a working it's a it's a vehicle it's not a belief system oh yeah i love that yeah 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 so interested but it's more it's like yeah i can't think of an analogy at the moment but yeah i think you've explained it really eloquently actually yeah Yeah, i totally understand what you're saying Mm. and i can i can see that yeah, isn't that interesting? Mm. I ended up being more about my immediate environment because yeah. of Japan. Like that totally <laughs> you changed. You had to me. go away. <laughs> re- right well, out of your I've heard a few people home environment. talk about how hard it is to connect with the Australian landscape um, because yeah. of the whole idea around the First Nations people's, people's. relationship with the land. Mm. And once I realized that I had to listen to the land and um, actually talk to it and connect with it, that was when my practice started taking off. Yeah. It didn't happen before then. I didn't have that connection with the land. Yeah, I understand that totally. I went to, I've been to the UK a couple of times and that's where almost all of my ancestry comes Mm -hmm. from. I have some mainland Europe line as part of my line as well. But my mother's people all come from different parts of the UK and Ireland. And going back there, it was, for the first time in my life, I understood the connection that the Indigenous peoples of of many different places, but the Indigenous peoples here, I understood their connection to the land because I felt it there. And it's not anything comparable to what I feel about the land here. Yeah, right. My people have been here for only for five generations. I'm the fifth, so... We came out really late as convicts and some political prisoners, as my mother likes to say. So <laughs> our connection to this land is not is not old at all. Like we have not been here very long at all. So going back to, especially to Ireland and to the islands off the north of Scotland, it was like walking, well, you thought about your ancestors being there for thousands of years and mine had, so it's just you can't compare it to being here at all so i really got the indigenous people's connection to the land Mm -hmm. and i understand why people here have trouble Mm. like people of european heritage have trouble with with that Mm. because it's just you can't go somewhere else and have that same connection it just it doesn't work you have to build it 
You do have to build it, absolutely. And you have to approach the land and the spirits and entities that are within it in in such a different way. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I haven't learned to do, I was going to say, as efficiently, as well as you have, like, you have spent much more time fostering the relationship with where you live. And, yeah, and I have worked quite hard at doing that, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, you're right. We don't have the ancestral connection to land here, yeah. which does, I think it does play a part, definitely, for sure. I feel it does, at least for me. Um, once I I spoke to the land and told it that I wanted to be a caretaker for it, not like mm. a ownership thing, which tends to be how a lot of people view the earth. Yeah. Um, that's when things really started to open up for me. So yeah. it's yeah. The, the earth is mother spirit. We're not. Yeah. We're in, it's completely opposite. It's, we're not owners owners in any way exactly yeah. yeah so i almost feel like i'm like the land that i own mm. <laughs> own <laughs> the bank owns um uh, um i feel like that i'm renting it essentially yeah. to care for it yeah yeah a guardian of it yeah and mm. i also possibly think that because i do a lot of work with our native wildlife that that has given me a connection with the land as well so mm. that's something i'd really like to do yeah yeah. But unlike, and for us, something I found disappointing, I suppose, for want of a better word, you know, we go to bookstores and we find heaps of information about um, American and European native animals and plants. It's just easy. You walk in, you pick up a book. Here's a bunch of associations to this animal, this plant. To start you off, you're building a relationship with the, the spirit of that of those creatures or, or the plant or whatever. But here, even if those plants and animals are here, I feel it's quite a different energy. So you could still work with those entities, that energy here, but it's not a native plant, animal, etc. So that puts up a barrier for you in your practice already. And there's just not as much information about native species of plant, animal, etc. That's really easily accessible, let me put it that way. Yeah, there are a few people that have tried and I have read their things and I've thought that's actually pretty close. Um, mm. There are others that I've read and I've just thought, oh God, no, that's not at all how I associate. But that doesn't yeah. mean that's wrong, it just means that I associate with it differently. Yeah. So you almost have to build every relationship from scratch. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, you're right. You don't really have those little um, just tidbits to, to start you to, off. Yeah. You know, go in and start sending your feelers out. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's a very fair. And I know I've approached, you know, a certain plant or a certain native animal of some kind. And I've thought about how I associate with it. And you put, put it out there and it just, you get nothing. Yeah. Because it's obviously not conducive to that energy yeah so they want something else from you or it could have been that I wasn't just wasn't approaching it in quite the right way so I feel that there's a lot of differences Mm, absolutely more than just the seasonal changes yeah you can't just put it six months ahead or back and yeah it's fixed yeah it works yeah 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 anti-clockwise and yeah it doesn't quite yeah work that easily for for us and I suppose again that's another thing coming back to the podcast that I 
when we were talking about doing this podcast, I Liz's question to me was, "What would you like to? What would you like to do? Like, what would information would you like to have?" And the the localized, even to within Australia, Southern Hemisphere, the localized information was what I would have wanted. However many years ago, when I started out doing stuff on an actual proper in a proper way not just I see things when I had a name for it that yeah. was what I would have liked yeah to be able to go to the internet and to be able to easily connect with other witches in my area who had a bit of knowledge about the actual area that I lived in yeah and it wasn't just let's put it forward six or back six months and flip it around and hey off we go it's like it certainly served its purpose for when we were starting out Definitely, yes. Um, and it's only through going through so many cycles of that that I've realised that it doesn't fit. Yeah. 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 Which is really interesting. Yeah. Like some of it fits. Like, you know, obviously the equinoxes and the and yep. the solstices fit because they're... Not fixed points, but they're definitely easy to identify. Yeah. Yeah. And like some of the themes are kind of similar. Like, you know, at the spring equinox, all the leaves are coming out. Yeah. You know, hmm. but... They're generally not on the native trees, are they? They're on no, the introduced species. species. Yeah. Do we have like one species of deciduous? That's right. Yeah. In Tassie. Yeah. Yeah. In Australia. Uh, I I don't think it's in Australia, but we Just have in one endemic yeah. species in Tasmania. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And it's endemic, so. There yeah. we go. <laughs> I lied about my degree. I have two. <laughs> yeah, she's got two. Now she's showing off. I only have one. <laughs> Only. <laughs> only. I only have a bachelor's degree. Too. <laughs> I only have a bachelor's and a grad dip. It's not that impressive. <laughs> I find it impressive. Um, I have another point and it'll come back. I apologize. Another apology. This will happen. I will talk and we will get distracted and then I'll forget. I always forget what I'm saying. We're going to edit this out. Totally. No, gone. It was a good point. I was swear. it about land? About flipping of seasons? Um, it was. It's not helping. <laughs> it's the overview. <laughs> I guess I didn't really talk about my personal practice aspirations. I think I just really want to deepen my connection and intuition with the space that I'm in. Mm. Like that's what I'm always working towards. So, um, I guess in that way I'm quite energetic yeah. in how I interact with my magic. So I just want to keep going with that really at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose for me, I, I feel, I feel things quite easily. My intuition's better. It needs work and I would like to develop my relationship with the space where I, that I live within more I feel there's a disconnect between myself and the space that I live and I'd like to to repair that build it so I feel like I have a lot of I feel my personal power is is good like I have a level of personal power that I can use within ritual and things like that but I feel like when I do magic of any kind, I just draw on, on what I have. And so I could do a lot more. 
I suppose, to help people and the place that I live and, you know, it could become more if I connect more to where I live. And so I'd like to do that. I feel that there could be more back and forth rather than just me putting it out there and then hoping something will happen. Yeah. I feel that there could, I need to work on, I suppose, giving back, interacting Mm -hmm. energetically. Yeah, that's how I'd put it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We don't Mm. have small goals at all. Oh, no. (laughs) We could do this in a day. (laughs) We'll work it out by tomorrow and then we'll go into something else. I've thought about it. Let's move on. (laughs) Um, Recently, what have you been doing? That's a good question. I want to say not a lot, but you might have to edit that out. Um, (laughs) I've had a lot of life happening. Um, I can tell you the things that I try to do regularly, which I have been semi-successful with. Yeah. I keep a dream diary quite, quite regularly, mostly because I've had a few tarot readings and astrology chart readings that have said this is like ultra important. I have a vivid internal life, so I should document it. So I've been trying to. I've been doing that for a few years, on and off. Just really recently, I've been trying to get back into writing something each day about what I've dreamt or at least felt through the night. There's a big, long story attached to that, which I might go into at another time. Um... I also do, I still pull a tarot card every day Mm -hmm. and I try to meditate each day. That's been a big fail recently. It's funny how it's the first thing you drop and it's probably the thing you need most. (laughs) It's like a 10 minute exercise every day and I drop it really quickly and it's always really good for me if I do. Um... Those are my main things that I do, sort of witchy related Mm -hmm. each day. Oh, the other thing I do do is I have a really short gratitude practice that I got from a course I started and didn't finish. You'll hear a lot of that. Um, And I, all I do is I try to connect with the land each day, the spirits of the land that are benevolent. I try to keep that in mind. And I just thank them for I used to thank them for you know how they'd helped me or how we'd work together but now I just thank them for existing and it's been a big shift because I should be grateful for these entities because they are there they don't need to do anything to help me out that's just an added bonus so I should be grateful that they're there and I think that's a big thing for me like I've moved forward with that and I've had the gratitude practice for a few years too and it's only just recently that I've gone I should probably be thanking these guys just for being around yeah rather than just take 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 yeah (laughs) (laughs) or give 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 Mm. um have you read Fiona Horne's latest book I think it's called The Art of the Witch no I haven't um she talks a lot about that you've told me a few times to read it um yeah (laughs) Yeah. I that was Mm. probably my biggest take from that book that I I uh, it's the thing that I loved about the book was that mm. is her talking about her gratitude practice. It's like 
if there's anything from that book that I would recommend people get mm. from it, it's that. And okay. pretty much what you've just described. So for yeah. you, you'll be reading like, oh, yeah, I do that. But it's, um, I think it will interest you. Yeah. She said this a few times. <laughs> I should read this book. Um, you can borrow yeah. my copy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was something I started from a course that I took, started to take a while ago. And I just kept doing it. Like it was supposed to be like a week long thing. You light one stick of incense and then you connect with the spirits of the place that you live in i started out connecting to them as fae because i have a thing fae is a thing well you've been talking to them since you were a child Child, yeah (laughs) um yeah and it was supposed to be just this week-long thing like as part of the course you lit the stick of incense and you thanked them and that was all like it was supposed Mm. to be really really simple and you did every day um and yeah i just kept doing it yeah and sometimes i really felt something but a lot of the time I didn't and I think it's because for a while it became routine yeah so it wasn't working but I I I really felt when there was a barrier there from them not I don't know accepting not being open to what I was offering so obviously I wasn't approaching it in the right way some days yeah it's 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 been actually been quite an interesting experience now that I think about it for more than five minutes yeah that's a that's Mm. actually a really amazing practice to have like yeah yeah and it is quite it is simple I offer I light a candle and the incense and I offer a little cup of water so there's the four elements and I call the the elements in and I thank them as well yeah so it sort of developed a bit um it was framed as a prayer in the in the course that I did yeah and at first I didn't like that but now I'm much more accepting of the concept of prayer as a way to connect to the spirits I mean we offer up the equivalent of prayer in most rituals it's a conversation yeah that's well I can understand one-sided conversation yeah. but <laughs> for me it's a, it's a talking to yeah it's, it's a, I feel it's a conversation you get energy back yeah. if, if they feel open to yeah. having this dialogue with you I can also totally understand why some people, a few people who are in the pagan community would not like the concept of prayer. Get totally get that. But for me, when I went back to my ancestral lands, when I went back to Ireland, they're quite Catholic and it's quite open. The religion is quite open, like it's everywhere. They have shrines everywhere. Mm. So it became more accepted after I went there and saw that don't really know why because I don't and haven't considered myself Catholic or Christian in any way for quite a few years Mm. since one of my high school teachers told me animals don't have souls (sighs) it broke me yeah when I was little I also wanted to be a nun or a saint because I thought that was the easiest way to get close to God. So I was a strange kid. One of them you kind of have to die for so that's a bit (laughs) hopeful but yeah strange child talk to fairies wanted to be a saint put that together and don't come up with a mental illness i no dare you. Like, <laughs> no i think that that's beautiful because like you know when you think about saints and who they are how does that not apply to being a person that you respect and admire and want to True. be it's such a yeah 
I really wanted to be a saint. Yeah. When I thought that wasn't possible, I thought maybe none. Yeah. That, that's a step down from yeah, saint. That's a step down from saint that I was just going to have to take. Make the sacrifice. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, I wanted to be a saint. I had these little saint books with yeah. pictures and I'd read, read all the stories and they're like from the 50s. So they were really... All of the female saints had died before they lost their virginity and none of them were mothers and things like that. So, yeah, weird. I love them. I recently found them and I have them up on a shelf. Oh, that's awesome. But, yeah, I wanted to be a saint. Huh, I love that. Yeah. I was like, I want to be close to God. Yeah. So, obviously, the easiest way is to be a saint. That's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> High aspirations. <laughs> I don't think that that is unrealistic at all. <laughs> I think that that is achievable. But you're not Catholic now, so... so it's all irrelevant. Yeah, probably less achievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not becoming the next Saint Mother Teresa or anything like that. My God, no. Sweet <laughs> child. No. Yes. Beautiful child. Oh, I had high aspirations. That's good. You've got yeah. to have high aspirations, otherwise you'll never achieve anything. Very true, very true. Um, yeah. I don't even remember what the question was, so I'm... What have you been doing lately? Mostly... Well, you know, it's really hard for me once spring starts to have much time. So yeah. a lot of the stuff that I do is <clears throat> very quick. If I'm going to be honest, it's quick. So it's kind of like I just go outside and I um, just feel, you know, the sun and the wind and that kind of thing. Um, I do. I have been doing quite a bit of work with my ancestors. Mm, Something Um, else I'm interested in, definitely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I definitely think it's been worthwhile. Um, And certainly when we we both went away to Sydney and Mm. um, one of my ancestors is buried there and I... In the oldest cemetery in Australia, <laughs> by the way. Well, oldest Western cemetery anyway. So, True. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so, like, just part of my... So this is where my connection to land and connection to ancestors is kind of very wrapped up together. So mm. I went to the river and I asked... Uh, here in here in um, Tasmania, I asked for if there was something that I could give as an offering to connect me with my ancestor in another state. Mm. So, uh, and I got a very very overwhelming sense of um, yes, like I have this thing for you. So I took it, and when I went up to Sydney, I was unable to find her grave because her headstone doesn't exist anymore. But I found mm. her son's grave. So I sat down at it and I asked if he would go and get her for me and I introduced myself to both of them and I gave them my uh, offering um, as an extra connection because obviously Mm. we're connected by blood and spirit in that way. But it was important to make that extra connection and... um, yeah. And a more physical connection, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, and to know something about where they are and, you mm. know, even though mm. they're physically not there anymore, well, mm. their bones might be. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you know yeah. that, was, that was really important. And I even got, like, a very intriguing uh, 
either a coincidental sign or a sign. So, um, um, and that was really, really exciting for me. So that's the mm. kind of thing I do. Yeah. Um, like they're the kind of more bigger, grand gestures that I make. And it seems to me quite instinct driven. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You yeah. just feel it out there. It's like, let's just do this thing. Yeah. I'm starting to do that more when I'm can. Yeah. Um, and it's always much, much more fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. For want of a better word. Yeah. Um, I was also going to say with, with your offering, it's, I feel that that's really important because it's a physical manifestation of what you're energetically giving or opening to. So you take the, the offering physically to the space for the ancestors. And so then they know that you're more serious almost. It's like she's doing something physical, even if it's a small thing. But then it's like replicated in each plane, yeah. I guess. So you're physically giving the offering and then energetically coming into the space, becoming like offering something to them. Absolutely, yeah. And that was mm. kind of maybe without consciously thinking about it, what I was going for. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit harder because locally, like in Tasmania, where yeah. I have gone, I've taken um, pieces of fruit from the orchards near my home mm. and I've left them as offerings and then I've taken um, just little twigs and stuff yeah. to put on my altar Yeah. Um, so that we have that connection yeah. as well over... Mm time and space I guess but I can't I couldn't do that with New South Wales because of how strict our quarantine yeah is here in Tassie so we can take more stuff out but we can't bring it back yeah and that was all. and that's why I had to do it that way yeah and offer them a space to come back to in Tasmania as mm. the river yeah yeah rather than connecting having that connection back to my home yeah even though it's pretty close yeah um so that was what I was thinking but um yeah mm. yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much my practice at the moment yeah and of course um i i also do it for my pets um i lost my dog not that long ago and try and say it without crying um and he sits on our mantelpiece i wanted him on my altar but my husband <laughs> made me put him in a she had to share in a public space yeah. in our house. <laughs> he was a big dog. He was very public. <laughs> he was very public. He was. <laughs> um, and so, like, I've, you know, I burn incense sticks and, you know, I go up and I'll touch his ashes and, um, or his bag of ashes, not his physical ashes. That would be weird. Um, and if you wanted. I could if I wanted to. I've heard of people, like, making the ashes into, like, ink and right. But anyway. Um, and so... Yeah, so I do that as well, like those kind of things. Mm. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing mostly at the moment. Yeah, it's interesting about your dog and, and the ashes. We've <laughs> this, this might also happen a lot because I also lost a pet recently, like about a week ago. One of our cats was quite elderly so we had, and had cancer and so we had to have her put to sleep. And we buried her in our front yard, in my mum's front yard. And um, I have seen her a few times, mm -hmm. hanging about, wanting food, hanging about in the place that we fed her, of course. So we planted, we planted her, we planted the cat. We buried the cat near the tap mm -hmm. in, in our front yard. That was where my mum wanted the cat to be buried. And so every time now I go out and water the plants, 
I go up to the tap and turn it on. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so yeah. it's just a nice little little reminder. We have we actually have two other because we have lived my family has lived in this house. My mum's lived in this house for about 30 years. And there's two other cats buried like on the other side of the tap. And there's a little rosemary bush planted on top of them. Oh. Yeah, so if anyone ever went to my mother's house and, and did a survey or dug up places, there would be a lot of animal bones. We've, yeah, we've lived there a while. And every animal we've had is buried somewhere in that yard. That's the nice thing mm. about having the same house yeah. for such a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That is really nice. Yeah. Um, and I feel, I often feel their spirits around. Yeah. Which is lovely. But yeah, having them buried up at a place where we go often mm. and like to work and to nourish the plants that are growing yeah it's just a nice thing so you get this sort of the same feeling like you go up and you touch your the yeah urn with the ashes or the bag with the ashes yeah, right? Not yeah. The ashes gotta themselves. Get but i haven't yeah. done that yet okay. <laughs> he was a big dog <laughs> he, was a, he was he was a very big dog you still have drool on your walls yeah, yeah, we started washing them, but it makes me sad. <laughs> I don't think you should ever. <laughs> I found a piece on the roof the other day and I thought, oh, oh. mochi. <laughs> he was a really big dog. Not quite that big, but when he shook his head, it just, yeah, he wouldn't want to be anywhere in the way. Yeah, that was gross. Well, I think we've probably covered everything we wanted to talk about in our first podcast. Yeah, in our introductory. Yeah, because we just really wanted to introduce ourselves and say hello like, I've had a couple of thoughts, like, when we're talking about Spirit of Place, I suddenly thought about New Zealand having, you know, quite a close connection to Australia and yeah, like yeah. how different it would be. Yeah. Um, and I'm really curious to hear from people from New Zealand. That would be awesome. I want to know yeah. about their personal stories I want to come to practice. visit you. I really want to visit New Zealand. Yeah. One day I'll figure out how to get some Lord of the Rings references into this podcast. Oh, it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. There's no way it won't. And video, <laughs> video game references, probably Zelda. Yeah, you're going to kick my ass on that. Um, Not really. I, I could possibly do practical magic. <laughs> That's right, you kick my ass on that. I've seen it once. And Evangelion, but you know. <laughs> yeah, Evangelion. Certainly. You'd win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did, I am watching parts of it again. It's on TV, Crystal. Uh, it's not as good as the... Well, I didn't watch it as a child, one. so... Oh, Crystal one's all right. It's just... um. I don't know, it was a little bit more reality to a magical schoolgirl anime. <laughs> Is that an oxymoron? <laughs> Possibly. Uh, okay. Um, the other thing I, I suddenly thought, which mm. we can totally edit out, is that... Um, I These know, are show notes for us for later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is that someone I know recently messaged me and said that they have always really lent heavily on their Catholicism and they are now embracing their pagan side and recognizing that they go hand in hand so I guess they're like a Christian witch so I'd really like to hear a bit more about that as well I would too the first time I read about people not directly but yeah. I have read references to people who mix the two yeah and until I went again went overseas the thing about prayer I, yeah. I thought no like you yeah. can't mix those two it's just completely different yeah but yeah, then I went overseas, got the connection in Ireland. So I have, I'm much more, at least I'm much more open to it before I was just like, no, that doesn't work in my mind at all. Yeah. Don't like it. Yeah. But yeah, now, now I'm very interested. Yeah. 
Mm. So, yeah. A good first interview. I think so. Yeah, yeah I'll just see if she's willing. <laughs> um, Do you want to talk about the format of the show from now on? Yeah, maybe we should. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a to end off on. Um, so normally we'd have theme music, but that will probably be like a million episodes in because <laughs> I, I was thinking we'd edit like noises and stuff from the show together to make music i don't think i have that much talent oh, the other thing i'm thinking of is that most of mine will be laughing and it will sound hideous so let's not do that well witchy cackling <laughs> <laughs> if it's all really distorted they won't even know it's you and me witchy bites witchy bites so yeah. normally yes we normally. would have a quick introduction I would say so. Yes. A quick introduction to what we're talking about, obviously. Yeah. And then a, for want of a better term, a local witchy weather forecast. So what's happening in the area, what we're doing, um, sabbats, moon, that kind of thing. Just a more Australian, I suppose, Southern Hemisphere Australian focus on what's actually going on right at that point. Yeah, and I think, like, we don't want to alienate um, people from, you know, the Northern Hemisphere, no. so we definitely don't want to labour about it, but we would like to have that record, I guess, for ourselves and for other people yeah. that are, you know... Mm. It'll be short, like, it won't be... Mo- <laughs> most of the show will not be talking about the focus on this area. It'll just be a short intro, like a short bit of what's going on right now it might even evolve and be more about what we're doing personally yeah which will obviously involve the area that we live yeah that's our thoughts at the moment on that part yeah it's all open to evolving oh absolutely this is our first podcast we'll probably go back and listen to this in like a hundred podcast time and be let's just take it down now liz it's terrible (laughs) yeah (laughs) what were we thinking how could we ramble so much um okay so local forecast yeah and then we'll get to a sort of the the meaty part of the podcast (laughs) i guess like what we'll spend more time on yeah and that could be almost anything we've written down some ideas like interviews with people yeah like finding out about their practices and stuff um we might do subjects that we're interested in discussions i think so like you know we had a nice nice Segway. discussion about tangent land today yeah. so you know that's the kind of thing we'll probably end up just suddenly discussing yeah <laughs> um yeah you know and some of it will be pro- like when we can't think of other things <laughs> <laughs> i don't know we might talk about just things that we're interested in learning about so yeah. it could be something as simple as i don't know onyx and it could be yeah. something as complicated as uh, a Nokia magic. <laughs> yes, it could easily be that because I have quite an interest. Um, <laughs> or just our experiences. So, yeah. like, I often have really weird dreams and um, nighttime experiences, so I could talk about that sometime. Or Absolutely, yeah. You know, if we ever see – you've seen you've seen ghosts? I've seen ghosts, and certainly one of them was when I was sleeping. So, yeah, if we've had any kind of interesting experiences that we want to share. Yeah. We could talk about those. Yeah. Um, it, it jinx. <laughs> um, that also shows our age by saying jinx. Edit that bit out. Snap. <laughs> Z snap. I can't even. I'm not sure. Some of the stuff we might talk about 
even from what we've said today, I don't know if it's really beginner-focused, would you say? It's hard to know, isn't it? It's like there are so many great podcasts that do talk about that kind of thing. Like one of our favourites being Which Bitch Amateur Hour. Shout out, love you girls. Seriously. If... <laughs> this is why for me, it's you guys. This is, yeah, you guys inspired us. Like literally, I was like, oh, we could do this. I don't know if we have quite the same um, uh, humour. No. Because we're not I like funny. Your, I like, like, I like your Macy guys. And you know. Macy Charlie. and Charlie. <laughs> They're so fan funny. Fangirl shout out. <laughs> Such a fangirl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, like they're amazing and, and I wouldn't want to recreate what they're doing because they're doing it so beautifully and it yeah. would be a waste. And we like, we get a real lot out of it. Oh my God. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. And like, um, because we've both been in the craft for quite a while, I still to different degrees. Yeah. I don't particularly feel like I'm not a beginner, but I do know that sometimes when I talk about stuff, I go in deeply, I suppose. But Fair at the enough. same time, um, I wouldn't want to think that anyone wouldn't listen to what we're discussing because they think it's too difficult either. Chances are we're probably going to some kind of pseudo psychology because it's what we always do when uh, we're talking personally. We can't true. help ourselves. True. And then we have to be like, we're not psychologists. Yeah, <laughs> that's why the disclaimer is there. This is just why we think what we think and how this has helped yeah. us. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would necessarily say, I don't know. I really don't know what this is going to be in terms of that. I think I. That's true. I it think we go just, anywhere. We just don't know. And. We have an idea that it's going to be about... I just love hearing about other people's experiences. So So we're hoping to have a focus, I suppose, more on other people. (laughs) And ourselves. Interviews is what I was saying. (laughs) And interacting with other people about what they're doing as well. So, you know, if we get in... If we ever get to the point where we're getting interesting emails, if people are okay with us sharing them, that would be great. That kind of thing. Yeah, I just don't think this is going to be a, yeah, witchcraft 101. 101. That's kind of what we're trying to say. Yeah, so we won't be, I mean, if there's something... It's not about being beginners, it's about being everything that you can get from a book or... Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose, but then again, if I was, came across a subject that I was really interested Mm. in and knew nothing... Mm. I would definitely be coming at it from a beginner point of view. Yeah. Like I'm really interested in, like you said, the Enochian magic. Yeah. I don't really know much about it. Yeah. So I wouldn't be coming at it from a I know everything point of view at all. So Yeah. I think even though I've been doing this for like <laughs> Again, math's not our strong point. We're librarians. Years. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I should be that's my favourite subject at school, it's so sad. It's <laughs> not mine. <laughs> Um, I think that um, I I will never ever consider myself knowledgeable to the point that I would feel like I could confidently say, definitely. I'm nodding really seriously. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I didn't even finish that sentence, but you get it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of want to stay away from terms like beginner or intermediate or advanced. Expert. My God. Oh, advanced. That's the word I'm trying to think of. I'm advanced in no area. <laughs> I'm advanced in sleeping. <laughs> okay. Actually, at the moment, I'm not. <laughs> um, Brave woman. Yeah. It's, it's I can't. Stupid. If I, get, if I get less than seven hours sleep, I can't function properly. I didn't say I could function. <laughs> <laughs> I did write 
unicorn instead of uniform at work the other day. That's so. a good mistake to make. I, well, it was a bit random. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> All right, mm. let's stop rambling because um, we're probably going to edit most of that out. <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay, so really we just want to say, um, you know, thanks to anyone that's listening. Um, thanks, Mum. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to anyone who's listening to this now or in the future. Apologies for all the rambling and craziness. And, and probably the bad maths, <laughs> the technical issues. issues. Hopefully, we'll talk again soon. Yeah, we need like some crazy sign-off thing. Like um, that's Liz. <laughs> that's Hannah. Thanks for listening. <laughs>